once again my dear teenagers and welcome to another episode of dear teenager i am dylan maskrenus senior and middle school counselor here at inventure and i'd like to let you know that today we have a special episode we have a teacher here with us today on our podcast for the very first time inventure's very own maker space human he likes to call himself uh welcome prashant kisla how are you doing today hi dylan i'm doing good thanks for having me You're welcome. Thank you for being here. Um, I would actually would like you to introduce the theme for today. Would you like to share the theme and tell us a little bit of how you feel about it? Sure. Um, so the theme is music and uh, emotions. And actually, last year, you know, and the year before the last, the Maker Space had been doing uh, its own podcast. And one of the questions that I wanted to pursue, but that we couldn't, was a question by. Joanna Ullatin who asks um, what like what makes music feel good like what makes us feel good when we listen to music rather and i always wanted to pursue that so when you told me about this i really like the idea so that's i think what we're doing today <laughs> thank you for sharing thank you for sharing as we move forward i thought the best way to begin this topic on music and emotions was to really speak about what interests each one of us uh you know towards music what really draws us towards music uh would mm. you like to give us a little bit about that you and music what really interests you about it yeah so i think i mean like like all of us uh my teenage years were rather emotional and i i felt a very i think a complex set of emotions that i couldn't um articulate quite well and uh, so listening to music and sort of listening to some of the uh, more esoteric kind of chord progressions and stuff sort of got me through these uh, times and mm. so for me music always was that vehicle for emotions a vehicle to um say things that you can't say in words mm. um so that is one and also i think the fact that music i mean b- being not bound by language it's also somehow universal right it somehow feels like it's connecting the entire human species um in in feeling a certain way without having to say anything in words so i think very true yes yeah. i completely relate to that well with me you? yeah with me music has been about i think more about exploring and really finding those nuances and the beauty of the chord progressions Hmm. I remember when I was very young my dad would play a lot of the old music and my brother would play a lot of the very heavy rock kind of music and I was not into rock at the time and it it really gave me a sense of I think happiness and it felt like home when my dad would play the old oldies and it was really good and hmm. what made me like it even more was later looking at the way different sounds really merge with each other Mm. when you look at an orchestra playing you see uh, just a simple violin probably beginning and then you see a section of violin that resonate with each other playing different chord voice things and just everything about the different instrument and the variety of emotions you can just 
expressed through something so simple it just really amazed me yeah i mean that's a that's pretty cool right you hear the same chord progression played on let's say a guitar versus something like a like a piano or yeah. any, could be anything else it just sounds so different exactly it's the same note but it's articulated in a very different way uh, through different instruments that's that's really nice yes and actually since i mentioned my my i think my dad and my brother playing their two different kind of music it really brings me to you know the music today and the music in the past how different mm. it is oh my god yeah <laughs> yeah well, what do you what's your take on this what would you like to share oh um it'll be a very long rant but um <laughs> to keep it short um i think the uh, something that really bothers me with current music is the extreme quantization um i mean let's let's say you're listening to hendrix right of the 60s and 70s yes you, you hear every song having you know going up in tempo coming down and it's not really um it's not that it's not like a constant rhythm right and there's, yes, there's a lot yes. of emotion that gets evoked um in that in that sort of play with rhythm that rhythm is one thing yes. and also you'd hear like somebody like let's say a bob dylan when he's singing um he he often goes off key right and but that adds an element of humanness to the songs that are not there now because of all the um you know auto tune and all so yeah. that that i feel is 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 sad i mean the i think the artists are just as talented as they were in the past it's just that um the demands of the industry and and the business of music has become so strenuous that people are having to you know aim for perfection in this market of music yeah i'm, I'm really glad you said that it's more about what sells nowadays rather than uh you know wanting to explore a particular artist absolutely when i think about some of the new artists that i'm really amazed by for example there's this uh, new artist called jacob collier who mm. i think he's a mastermind on any instrument that he plays he plays Insane. over uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. over uh, two three dozen <laughs> instruments but when i talk about jacob collier to any other probably a youngster nowadays they have no idea who he is uh, and he's a grammy nominated artist which really surprises me so it, it really it, puts perspective into how back in the day people really wanted to experiment with the instruments see what they could really get out of every single note every single i think rhythm progression everything there was a lot of artistry over there now yeah mm-hmm. like you mentioned it's more about its selling absolutely yeah yeah and speaking of that it brings me to also thinking about music as a language of communicating emotions yeah yeah very powerful any very, thought from that so i mean like i like i think i said in the beginning right um you know the human like language i mean whichever language you take is sort of um limited by uh, symbolic representation so everything that we think is represented by a word or a bunch of words in a phrase and so on right so it's not it's not able to fully capture the depth the nuance the the breadth of emotions that we feel we might be wanting to say something but then we can't find the words to sort of adequately express what we're feeling emotions uh, so i mean sorry music on the other hand because it it doesn't have words it just leaves you with a very sort of a sort of an abstract feeling 
it allows you to participate it allows you to pour in your emotions in that space right it allows you to participate yeah, yeah. and therefore you find a more i think complete release uh, when it comes to emotions through music yes i completely get that in fact i think talking a little more about music and emotions there there is a different genre of music there is a different flavor that is suitable to any mood sometimes mm. might be sad you might be angry you might feel just peaceful and happy and mm. there is a song or a musical piece that really resonates with every single emotion we feel is at least what i've noticed absolutely in fact so many it's like a yeah you know exactly what you want to listen to depending on how you're feeling right that's that's a that's a great point yeah yeah remember we spoke about anger and frustration and songs that could relate to that uh, do you have any songs that you know puts, gives you that sense of i'm feeling angry i need to listen to this song did you ever oh yeah that? oh yeah i mean um uh, smells like teen spirits the where it doesn't sound very angry on the acoustic guitar but <laughs> <laughs> it was one of the angriest songs i remember i mean there was so much teenage angst um, captured in that it was brilliant yes yes i'm i'm sure i mean i, I think i've seen cover concerts where i've seen people go mad and i can feel the anger and frustration <laughs> yeah but yeah not not just anger and frustration actually even you know songs that make you feel very peaceful i think one tune that i had made that made me think of peace was me sitting at a uh, sitting at a lake mm-hmm. and there was no one around i just had my guitar fortunately and i remember this particular piece came and it was a uh... so it's something really simple you know it's just a very few chords and i feel like just those few chords just give that sense of peace <laughs> that is very interesting right so the yeah i think the the less complicated songs make it sound more peaceful that that's a connection i didn't make that's interesting yeah but and what about any other emotion we've done anger yeah. oh yes um there's this uh, red hot chili pepper song uh, my called Fr- my friends and uh, it just has all suspended chords and it sounds so melancholic i mean i just play a piece okay so there's it's neither minor nor major right i mean it, i think most people know that a major makes you feel happy and a minor makes you feel sad but in this case it's just it's it's neither minor nor major because it's suspended and then that leaves you with a very uneasy feeling and a sort of a melancholy uneasiness uh, with a lack of resolution which i found uh, very very interesting i mean this we often feel you know uh, that we can't fully understand why we are sad but we are vaguely sad this song really you know resonates with that for me yeah i i completely get that yeah you had Have something you... for happiness no what was that for happiness i was thinking of almost every other pop song you know the very <laughs> pumpy beat i think it's almost every pop song goes uh, c a minor f and g like 
can yeah. see, I think, a number of songs just with that one progression. And it's, it's quite happy and pumpy. And it really relates to that. But, you know, thinking about making happy music and also listening, it brings me mm-hmm. to that thought of, do you know that there's a difference between really composing music and listening? Like it has different effects on the brain. No, I didn't know that. Tell me. Yeah, so there was actually this study. There was a neurologist or a group of neurologists actually in America. Mm-hmm. And they did a study on two different individuals. One was a person who just listened to music. And there was a lot of activity in the brain. Uh, there was the temporal lobe probably when they were relating to the music, to a happy memory, the auditory part of your brain, which, you know, is listening and is stimulated. Mm-hmm. And they also noticed that the you have this thing called uh, the, the back part of your brain, which is responsible for your visuals and viewing things. Right. And since that lit up, I uh, they explained that the temporal lobe and that is probably them just experiencing positive and happy memories from listening to that particular track. Ah, okay. Mm. So that answers uh, Joanna's question then. Yes, <laughs> that is for the listening. And uh, later they showed us the effects of people who compose music. They mm-hmm. took this uh, composer, they gave him a keyboard and then they put him inside an fMRI machine. And the images that they showed was amazing. It, it, it really showed you the effects of music when you compose. Because composing music is different where you're actually creating. Mm-hmm. So you're using the left side of your brain, which is you know required for really thinking and logical processes. The right side of your brain that is for automatic and in the moment uh, really free-flowing processes and because it's such an emotional task to communicate what you're expressing, they saw mm-hmm. lovely synergy between the left and the right hemispheres and the midbrain. Really, it's almost like making music by itself in the mind. And it was amazing to see it was the parts of the brain were lit up even more. Which... That, is, that is actually so interesting. I'm sure there'll be some link between, you know, learning music and using the whole brain as well, right? Because... When you're starting off learning, let's say, a song, you're yeah. very cerebral, you're very, um, let's say, right-brained, and you're very, um, or is it left-brained? Uh, you're very logical in your approach to where am I putting my finger and so on. And then once it becomes part of your you know, repertoire, you use that to express your emotions. Mm, that is interesting. Actually, there's, there's so much more about music. I don't know if you know about this congresswoman called Gabby Griffiths. Oh, no. But they had shown the effects of music therapy. Mm-hmm. And music therapy is, is it's very specific. You use it um, to, it, it can really rewire certain parts of the brain. For example, I remember uh, a music teacher when I was really young who had a habit of stammering. Mm-hmm. And he'd stammer a lot. But when I'd see him sing, there was not a single moment where he'd stammer yeah oh yeah, yeah. I, I remember you telling me about this sometime you were always yeah. speaking about accents right about how just accents completely disappear when you yeah. sing yes and actually you know going back to gabby griffiths yeah. the what, what had happened is i think she had a stroke and she lost the ability to speak oh. and yeah exactly and through music therapy they were able to i think reprogram or rewire her brain and use parts of the brain that is responsible for music and singing. And she was able to 
sing rather than talk initially and they slowly trained her back to learn to speak again which i found was just remarkable it was mm. just absolutely remarkable especially being a psychologist that that thing that lit my brain up as well that sounds yeah that sounds almost miraculous yeah it's a lot about music and the emotions but what more i'd like to listen to your take as well what do you feel is the well-being aspect how can music really help a person i think for me at least because i play uh, play the guitar and sing whenever i have uh, when i i go through difficult emotions that i can't you know i can't always sit and sort them out uh, logically or uh, think about them as to you know like a plan of action what do i do about them so on i just want to experience what i'm feeling without articulating it music is my go to space either playing music or listening to music so for me i think it's a it's it's i think the easiest form of therapy because you feel you're part of something bigger just by participating in 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 like creating music or listening to music and knowing that other people are listening to the same song and feeling so many things that yes. i think gives you a sort of comfort in some way yes yes also so, so much emotional bonding you make some very strong friends i realized yeah yeah we were speaking about this remember i mean i was telling you about my metal head phase in college <laughs> yeah all of us were just angry young punks listening to like hard hard rock and metal and yeah generally but and everybody feels the same way you know listening to the song which is really cool that's right yeah it it really brings people together yes yes actually you know talking about music and emotions i think this topic can go on and on for hours if we have to definitely but yeah. the one thing i do realize is while talking about this is this there's so much more to explore and relate with you know music and the brain and the way everything relates there's i mean if if it took them so many decades to use music as a therapy form and mm. really interested to see what would happen in the future but yeah. as of now what we do know and this is from a bit of reading and research that i did that music has a effect on making your heart feel healthier it elevates your moods it reduces stress it also relieves symptoms of depression if you believe it or not and you know it stimulates memories when you listen to music that is positive it stimulates happy memories that really make the brain feel at ease it you know it manages pain it eases pain and it really helps people increase even their work endurance if you've noticed for example mm. have you yeah. seen a gym filled with people and the pumpy music yes uh, the worst music yes <laughs> probably but you know one incident i think i wanted to share towards the end was that uh, i was i think in my final stage of working out and i was completely exhausted i, I told my i think train i can't go another set i just can't and for some reason i think ymca ha uh, by the village people started playing and as soon as they went young man i just just start just felt that pumpiness and he he was shocked to see where that energy comes from so <laughs> yeah i think i of the tiger is one of those no that i i can imagine yeah. just helping you finish one more rep one more set or whatever that is yes yes that's great would you like to share anything else for a young listener before we wind up prashant 
yeah i mean i think i mean i think most of um, our listeners do listen to music but um, probably i just want them to encourage i probably encourage them to listen to some of the older songs i don't know why but just something i'd like them to do no definitely i think that's really important to understand music as a whole sometimes you can just enjoy it but when you learn more and more it's very fulfilling yeah and a way i'd like to you know end by saying music has a way of helping us explore ourselves to feel a goosebump merely by just the way different notes come together i think is one of the biggest magic tricks ever and i will never get bored of that you know so this is why i think it's important to listen to music it's really important to understand the experience it has on our soul on our feelings and emotions and i think stay ever curious keep exploring and thank you for tuning in and i think see you in the next one